Hey everyone, this is Kenyatta Chambers, your host here at What To Do At 22, the weekly podcast here to hopefully help you navigate the randomness and unknowns of adulthood through stories and experiences of others who have done it before. Just wanted to drop a quick reminder for everyone that you can find us on Instagram at What To Do Podcast. That's What To Do Podcast. Lastly, I want to take a second and note that this episode was recorded remotely due to us practicing social distancing. That being said, I want to apologize in advance for the less than stellar audio quality that you're going to hear, but rest assured, we will have this taken care of next week. As always, thanks for listening. This week is a very special episode because it affects me and many other people. Uh, we're going to be talking about what to do about the COVID-19 crisis and how it impacts colleges. Right now, it's almost the end of spring semester, so it's getting towards the end of graduation, saying a lot of goodbyes. People lean towards job prospects and job decisions or moving to a different place. And so right now, this current crisis affects us in many different ways, and it affects other people in way bigger other ways as well. But I thought since, you know, me being a second year business school student about to graduate, I'm looking to move to the next chapter of my life. I wanted to also bring together around the table, a group of other people going through the same thing. Some people that I do know and some people uh, that I'm meeting for the first time here today. This crisis has forced us to, to make adjustments to our life. And one of the adjustments that we're doing right now is actually recording this podcast remotely. So I apologize if you hear um, ambient noise or echo in the background. We're used to doing this in a podcast studio, but now we're uh, forced to do it at a, at a room lounge. And so um, everyone that's on the call is um, joining in remotely. And so I want to thank you guys and also introduce you guys joining us on episode two. So Jen, you're actually over here with me. So I just wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer, and I am a current senior studying sociology. I'm originally from New York, and currently I do not know what I'm going to do after graduation, but I'm interested in pursuing a career in dance, but also mixing in education with that. And so did your plans change post-COVID or pre-COVID, or was this the plan? Yes. Um, Ever since the news broke out that we had to leave, prior to that, I actually, I wanted to work for the census Mm. and do that part-time while pursuing my dance career. I wanted to go really hard on dance and I wanted a flexible schedule. I wanted to actually work at a dance studio over here in the area. That area being Boston. Boston, (laughs) Cambridge. And... I wanted to basically set up my life to where I could prioritize dance and then work and fund it. So now, because of the outbreak, I don't think that I'm able to have housing in Boston. And I think that I'll have to find a way to move back home. I'll be in New York. In, in New York, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing. Out there remotely, we have Kevin. Kevin, what's up? How's it going over there? Uh, I'm doing well. So... I'm Kevin Connolly. I'm a third-year law student graduating in hopefully a couple weeks. I guess we'll see how that all pans out. And after I take the bar, which we can discuss more later, uh, I'll be working in a Boston law firm in not sure which practice group yet, but definitely a business focus. So I'll be a first-year attorney starting in November, which is pretty uh, surreal to say, I guess, considering where I'm at now, uh, recording live from my parents' kitchen table because I also <laughs> had to move. So <laughs> that's where it stands. Yeah, it's definitely something we're going to be talking about. It's like the sudden movement, like when the colleges close and, all right, guys, get out. We'll talk about you know, how we dealt with that as well later on. But uh, uh, lastly, we have Mario, who I just met over the phone about 20 minutes ago. Hi, yes, yeah, I'm Mario. So I'm currently a senior right now as well too. I'm studying economics and I'm from Boston. So right now I'm still kind of in the search for a job as well too, but like, I know I wanna be working in government and along those lines and basically, you know, just like trying different avenues of how I can like affect like public policy or like my interests like within my community. So I, I kinda wanna stay local for sure. 
and just kind of like get rooted in like maybe some grassroots movements or something along those lines. I'd say you probably have your work uh, cut out for you uh, during this current climate, right? Yeah, uh, yes, I do for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we actually have uh, quite a bit of questions that came from students from different schools and different colleges. So I combined a bunch of them to about uh, just a handful of them, uh, things that are like more general that a lot of people are going through. And so we're about actually, I think we're about one month into like school shutting down. I think it was March 12th where we got the email notification that school is going to be closing down in like four days. And so they gave the students on campus enough time to pack up and, you know, get their belongings out and figure out travel, um, whether that be driving or air travel. So, you know, those, that was March 12th. And so like those, those four days were, were pretty hectic because one, our school just came back from spring break, literally that Monday and so, or that Sunday. And so three days later on a Wednesday, they're saying, all right, just kidding. Now you guys really have to go back home wherever you were. Some people were still traveling. And so, you know, they were, they were stuck or idle. Some people were traveling abroad. Some people were studying abroad. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to get you guys' initial reaction of like receiving that email. I know for me, I was grocery shopping right before class. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, I should probably get more groceries. I have no idea what the next couple of days are going to be like. So let me get extra toilet paper. Let me get extra canned goods. And I guess figure it out as we go. Um, so it's funny that you were grocery shopping because... I was actually texting my friend and we were talking about going to BJ's, which I've never been to since I'm from New York. You just don't have. Yeah. It's um, like Costco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the closest Costco to me is in Brooklyn and I don't even go there cause we don't have a car, but I was in the mentality of also stocking up and having a lot of groceries for the next few weeks. Uh, so we wouldn't have to go out and get more, but as I'm in the library texting my friend, a guy sitting diagonally across from me starts to freak out and he's on the phone and he's like, no, what? BC's doing it? I didn't think they'd actually do it. And I was like, what? I'm just freaking out listening to him. And across from me, I see a girl on her laptop. I look at her laptop and she's looking at a long email. And I'm wondering if I have the same email. I check my email and I see in the title, our president's name and coronavirus announcement. And I was like, oh my gosh, I opened the email. A lot of stuff's going through your head. You're like, yeah, they're going to announce that someone has it on campus or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking that my school was going to close it as a last resort. I was honestly not thinking that they were going to close it down. So the fact that that was the announcement, I freaked out. I packed my bags and I was not the only one in the library to pack my bags. Suddenly, like the whole room erupted and people talking, people freaking out. And I like just try to like search for a familiar face who I can like hug and say bye to. And I run up to my friends and I'm saying bye to them. Like it was just a couple girls in my classes. And then I leave along with everyone else. Everyone leaves the library and I go back home into my dorm room and my roommate is just sitting in the dark eating chips and she says don't come closer because if you come closer i'm gonna cry and we all just start to scream at each other wow okay very very different from what i went through at Mm -hmm. the grocery store but uh that's probably like one of the worst places to get the news is in front of a bunch of other people who just got it in a closed area and everyone's just you know, anxiety sets in, uh, shock sets in. You're just like, what? What does this all mean? And you try to read a long email as quick as possible, get all the information clearly. And then you're running through your head like, what does this mean for me? Do I have to notify my parents? Things like that. So, uh, Kevin, what was your initial reaction? Where were you when this when this all Sure. Um, yeah, it's actually funny to go through how everyone found out differently because the way I found out is even more different from the way YouTube found out. So I'm doing an externship this semester, or rather I was, it is uh, since wrapped up. But we were on a Zoom conference call with everyone in my seminar, I guess, doing an externship this semester. There, so there was like 10 of us, I guess, on the call. And we got the email. I'm actually rereading the email right now. We got the email during our class. And the way that just the flow of how mass emails, I guess, get disseminated across a massive platform is they go in waves. So there was actually some of us in the class who got the email first and our professor didn't receive it until last of everyone in the classroom. 
So we were actually reading the email to him during our class and explaining to him what was taking effect. So what was interesting is when I was reading this, obviously, Kenyatta, you and I were in a unique position of being RAs in a senior building on main campus. So when I was reading this email, the first thing that I was thinking is, like, after the fact that we we have to leave soon, there's going to be so much to do from an administrative standpoint of just having gone through and being an RA before. At, At school, I had kind of knew what goes into closing and how much of a massive process that is. And then receiving that email and seeing that people would need to be out within a week, rather even less than a week, that it was just going to be this massive undertaking. And it was really going to be an all hands on deck situation. Uh, And it wasn't even five minutes later that we got a text from our boss, Kenyatta, who was basically like, anyone who's in the building, be in my office in five minutes. Like, we have to just talk about what's going on. Because we actually all found out at the same time, even as people who kind of quasi worked on campus, we didn't even know this was coming. In fact, we were told a few days before by our boss at our like weekly all hands meeting that something like this was unlikely to happen. And if it were to be happening, then we would be notified in advance. Uh, And of course, we all found out at the same time. But I think what really struck me about the email was how abrupt it was. It was just all of a sudden, without kind of rumbling that this might happen, it said, cancel all on-campus classes effective tomorrow. And then it says, I'm reading, through the end of the semester, move to online instruction starting March 19th. Yeah, so it was-, it, was very, it was very immediate. And I think that's what kind of contributed, I guess, to the atmosphere, Jen, that you described in the library of everyone kind of standing up at once and a commotion ensuing. It was just, I think everyone just reading at the same time just kind of realized that like this is a really big deal and everyone's life is about to change yeah. <laughs> immediately. So think, yeah, it was a lot. And it was a, a weird thing to experience, I guess, looking back a month later. Definitely, definitely. It's like one of those moments you know exactly where you were when it happened. And Mario, I'll get to you in, in one second. I just remember, man, it, 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 was, it was pretty wild. It, it was pretty crazy. And, but I think I knew going like going into that day I was like this they're probably going to make a decision really soon because other schools you know we're in Boston we're in Massachusetts I think that state has the most schools per capita it's crazy and so like schools the same size as us smaller than us were shutting down you know that Monday that Tuesday leading up to it we're about to go on spring break like we went earlier than everyone so other schools were about to go on spring break and they just told people like hey don't don't come back so I think from my point of view, I was like, oh, this is probably most likely going to happen. And so when it did happen, I was like, ah, there it is. The, the hammer dropped. So I wasn't as shocked, but still, like Kevin, like you said, we were in a unique situation in which instead of like worrying about moving, we had to worry about work. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a different point of view. Um, so Mario, where were you when you got the news? What was like your initial reaction? How did you like initially deal with it? So I remember I was coming back on a bus from getting some just like groceries like locally in the area and I just remember people like looking down on their phones and kind of just like very shook at first like I like I can tell there was like a lot of seniors on the bus too because like I could see some of them maybe like almost coming to tears a little bit mm-hmm. after reading it and like I once I started looking at my phone and kind of looking through it it was just like it was a big shock but like like you said um some other schools earlier prior in the week closing down kind of got me in the mindset to prepare yeah, I want to say about at least a day before I started to hear the rumors that our school might close down. So I was literally just starting to wonder. I was just like, hmm, is it going to be just like transitioning maybe a week going to online classes? Or is this going to start basically like a whole shutdown of campus? And I just really started to like think, okay, so what would be the logistics of this? Like how much time would it take? Like how is like classes being affected? Because like I knew that like so many classes like are really dependent on like meeting in person. And, like, just, like, certain classes with labs and, like, just certain resources that you need on campus. How is this all going to be transferable? So I was just kind of really curious about how the process would go down. But I was starting to prepare myself from, I want to say, maybe a day before just because of other schools in the area and how serious, like, the news coverage was starting to get on the situation. No, you brought some, like, two good points, I think, from that. Thanks for sharing. It's one, you know, you're seeing seniors who got the news getting emotional, understandably emotional, because when we got it, it was mid-March. And so school ends mid-May. So you have about two more months to mentally prepare and say goodbye to like your friends that you've built up these relationships over the last four years, 
or you have two months of class left. And so I'm working on a research thesis myself. And so that, you know, doing that all online is a lot, is a lot harder. Or you're doing research through your professor that you guys meet up face to face. And so that two months all gets pretty much yanked from under you. And you have about four days to, to, for the rest of your senior year. And so if anyone wants to talk about, um, I guess, how they said their goodbyes or how they, like schools, every school around the country, you know, has a lot of traditions, a lot of senior traditions. We're not, we haven't even talked about really like spring sports and, you know, seniors playing their last semester of, uh, of collegiate, uh, collegiate sports. And, you know, that's taken away from them. And also, I want to preface that I'm not blaming anyone in this because this is unprecedented what we're seeing and so the ways these schools handled it they handled it to the best of their ability they're not you know they're not trained for this you know we've never really had had to deal with this and so all the decisions that have been made i think was at the best of their ability given the information that they had and they also have to think about their own health and safety this is a health crisis and so you know people making these decisions um are also thinking about their own families and how this affects them in their jobs and so Sorry, to bring it back though, like how how do you guys deal with ending your senior year from a social standpoint? Mm-hmm. It, there was a lot of shock, and I think initially there were things that came into my head that I wanted to suppress. Like, oh my gosh, like a last performance that I'll never be able to do. Mm-hmm. I joined a dance team this year because I've never been on one prior my past three years here, and. I was looking forward to sharing the performance in April and I'm in another dance class off campus and we were going to have a performance for that too. I really loved hip hop and Afrofusion, but thinking about the things that I never get to do, it was just like an RIP in my head for everything. And, you know, I think I'm still trying to get over it because it's still very fresh, but for the next couple days, as they're giving us time to move out. I just spent a lot of time with my friends and said bye to my roommates who were leaving early. Mm -hmm. But I know for myself, I wanted to stay until the last minute. And thankfully I got accepted to stay on campus. But for people that were able to go home, it was just very hard for me to juggle. Okay, who do I go say bye to? And because my friends are not only just seniors, they're underclassmen too. And to think that oh, they were going to come to my graduation. And now we we don't even know what's happening with graduation. Mm-hmm. So it's just so weird to think. What we do now. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later, mm-hmm. about postponements of graduation. Yeah, it's just so weird to see people and think, oh, wow, is it really the last time I'm seeing you? Probably, you know, it was just hard. And um what makes it even harder is like everyone's doing the same thing at the same time, like saying their goodbyes, but also packing. And so you don't know, you're trying to navigate when people are leaving. Uh Some people left two days later after that, some people wait till Sunday. And so um, it's just not the authentic experience that you've seen other people go through years prior or that you dreamt of having. And so that that really sucks. It really does. So Kevin, like you're a grad student just like myself. And so we have our own traditions as far as like our grad balls. I think you have a law school ball or law school gala as well and so that was completely out of the question after you know after that announcement so like how'd you how, how did you deal with right knowing so, that's not gonna happen i guess events like that they had been canceled already at the point oh, when wow. campus had shut down just because they i think the direction that everything was trending large gatherings were being canceled mm-hmm. but we weren't considering i guess campus being shut down at that point so it's a little different. I guess, Jen, you described kind of all these things that rush through your head of like mm-hmm. the last this, the last that. And the environment of law school is just different from that. And obviously, I deal for the seniors and everyone who lived in the building and seniors generally, because that is such a unique experience and a great time going through the last couple like weeks and months of your senior year, because it really is kind of the last hurrah. Whereas law school, I guess, is a little different. I mean, obviously, you have all your close friends, and, and that is all sad and everything. But it's different because you know that like these people are now kind of your colleagues, and you're all going to be working, I guess, in the same field, so to speak. And I think I also understood it was weird. In, so the night when all this happened was the, the Tom Hanks day, I guess I'll refer to it as, where kind of the NBA season was postponed and everyone found out that Tom Hanks had tested positive. That was such a bad day. <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. So everything was kind yeah. of happening at once. and. 
So a group of my friends, we met at a bar near campus, which I guess in hindsight was not smart, but this was before, I guess, social distancing kind of became the de facto policy and kind of what made sense at the time. Yeah. So it was more, everyone got together and we were talking about, I guess, the impact of how it would all have, but it didn't really feel like a goodbye. I guess it was more of like, this is crazy. And how is this going to continue? It definitely didn't have like a goodbye feel. It was more of like a, all right, what is this next step going to look like? We're surrounded in uncertainty and we don't know how it's going to proceed, but like things will go on, I think was the the mindset that we were having, but we just didn't know what that would look like. And I would say even since then, we've all gotten together over Zoom and other resources like that. I think the age that we live in, it's really impossible if you make an effort to never have contact or like never see someone ever again. So it was weird. It was, it was definitely not a feeling of a permanent goodbye, but like I mentioned earlier, it was definitely the vibe of things are about to be very different and nobody, like not even, nobody could even offer a best guess as to what that's going to look like. That, that's kind of how it proceeded, I guess, for me and my group of friends. Tom Hanks Day. Um, yeah. <laughs> we can coin that. That's definitely a good point of view. Cause you know, when you, when you gather around people, there are times like these, you look for solace, I guess. And you look for, just someone to make some type of saying of like, this will be fine and this will end by a certain time. And you're like, you just don't know. No one knows. And so right. in this given age, you said Tom Hanks day. I remember that day just getting like in a lot of group chats from, uh, from all different friends from different walks of lives. And everyone was just sending tweets from like, from Trump, sending tweets from the CDC, sending tweets from NBA, tweets from the NFL saying all these things, I'm like, or like, oh, Idris Elba now has coronavirus. Tom Hanks has coronavirus. Rudy Jazz has coronavirus. The hell is going on right now? Right. I would turn my my phone off, but I was just like, I can't watch any news for the next 48 hours. Well, I I think what's hard in this time is when you see all that information hitting you at once Mm -hmm. in kind of a crisis like this, it's hard to be able to immediately distinguish like what's real and what is like a meme or fake, whatnot. And I think that just adds to the uncertainty of everything that was happening in the time that we're still in. When I was walking to meet up with some friends, like reading that Tom Hanks had coronavirus, my initial reaction was like, that's not true. And then I did some more research and I was, I was pretty stunned when I realized that that was true. And the NBA was postponing the season and all these kind of dominoes were dropping. And it just seemed like at that point that this was very much the surface of the fallout. Very real. Very real. Yeah. Mario, how, how's it been for you? Where are you now? Are you still in the Boston area? Uh, yes, I am. I'm at home and I'm in the Boston area still. So it wasn't too bad of a transition home, which was very helpful for me. But at first, yeah, it was it was a really like a initial shock, basically, of like how to come to terms with like saying goodbye to so many like friends. Yeah. Just because like I know that like a lot of my friends, even from back home who were still in the Boston area, like we were making plans to all hang because this was kind of going to be like our last go around. Like we we're all kind of starting to go in our different directions, like some going to grad school in like different states, some moving to different states for work. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like it all kind of got like cut short like we didn't even know like what to think or like how to plan and like obviously we could still like have in-person meetings through um places like zoom but it just didn't feel like it would have like the same touch as like being in person and things that we used to do so it was definitely kind of hard at first thinking about how this would all go in transition and i definitely felt bad for a lot of my friends who were like international students because they had a really tough decision to make because like if they go back to where they are, are they safer there? Like, and will they be able even to come back to like the States? Like, we don't know how long that would take. So yeah. I was just really like going through it all in my mind. And how's that progressed? You know, we're, it's, uh, it's been a month since that transpired. So um, any update on, on what your friends are doing or on their plans? Yeah. A lot of them chose to, to stay in the States. Like, you know, they try to find like a relative in the area and go back to a state where they can stay here just because yeah. It seems like the best move, especially now, like with information that we do have of like trying to move toward a a commencement eventually, it was probably the right move just to like wait and see because initially we didn't really get a lot of information about how those things would be proceeding. It was just like they're on hold for now. We'll reevaluate in a couple weeks. So looking back now, I think a lot of my friends like 
made like it was a risky decision but like made a good decision like honestly whatever they decision they made i was going to support and just try to be there for them like um as a friend and like you know if you ever need to talk or anything like that like obviously like keep a line open yeah definitely i feel like what what i've seen in my personal friend group and hopefully you guys seen it as well is like a sense of empathy because <laughs> we're all going through it together and so it's now everyone's in the same same boat and some are in worse boats than uh, than others as well as dealing with a lot of tragedies right now but we're trying to be there for one another for our neighbors for our friends for strangers the only thing you can do is just like try to be nice to people mm-hmm. you can't make the situation worse with negativity and then mario you, you mario you talked about graduation and so was it this week we all got the email about the school's graduation plans and I think it's, it was the most realistic thing. So for all, all of our listeners, we're supposed to have graduation in May and spring, um, in the springtime. And that's been postponed until about mid-October. And you know, the, I think one of the main reasons you do that is because you want to give um, as much lead time between now and then. We don't know what the situation is going to be like, if you know, cases are going to decrease, if we're going to be able to have large gatherings, large groups. And so hopefully by October, we may be able to have that. And also like for, tra- for travel sake, you know, people want to come in or want to yeah, have to travel in to Boston to do that. So I think I'm going to go. I'll be in San Francisco and I'll, I'll make the trip. But are you guys, are you guys going to make that trip for graduation? So this sounds really, really bad. But when the announcement came out that we had to all suddenly leave, a tiny bit of me was relieved because my parents wanted me to help them find housing for graduation. And I was wondering, oh, do I book like bus tickets for them Mm -hmm. for the morning of? Like they could just take the 2 a.m. bus and then arrive in Boston in the morning and not stay overnight at a hotel anywhere. Or do I, yeah, or do I book a hotel near the bus station and they could take the train into our school? Or do I book somewhere near our school and then call an Uber for them that morning. So my parents don't speak English. They don't have a car. And my mom has been bugging me a lot to find a place and see like where they could sleep for the days before graduation. Because there's a couple events where I think like parents gather for like a reception or just um, me and you're like, you spend time together before the big day. And I was relieved to not have to like carry that burden anymore. So to have the news that, oh, we we might have it in October now, it's like, oh, okay, so now should I? Yeah, I have a bit more time to prep. And it's an unprecedented time. So I guess people can be more understanding. There's no news on how the housing is going to be like then or if seniors will get housing. But I guess if I go back home, I'll be coming in from New York City and I'll be with both my parents. But other than that, I, everything's up in the air. I think it's good that we actually have like a, a target date to plan around. I know people were figuring out what to do. Uh, some people just went home after a while. Like we're not going to hear back. So it's good to know. It, it, it sucks, but it's at least they're doing it. I know some schools are talking about just doing solely an online graduation, which I would not want to have done at all. I know I mean, there's a school in like either Korea, South Korea, that is doing it via iPads, like putting iPads Oh, on I think it was like Japan. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That's so. Would you would you want to do that? Me? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> so, uh, the law the law school is in a bit of a different situation because so I got the same email as you, Jen and Mario and Kenyatta, obviously saying that they were eyeing that weekend. I think it's like the right around when fall break typically is for the school. So I think that's part of the reason why they were planning it at that time. Yeah. Uh, oh, does that mean students will be out? Right. So I think that's why they were planning it around that time. But for me, on my end, I have a really good friend from elementary school. We became friends. His wedding is on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I would potentially, I don't know, depending on how things shake out, have to choose between going to the wedding and like the graduation, which is obviously a, like, that's a bad choice to have to make. That's but I was, I was thankful because obviously like the law school does their own ceremony and it's yeah. separate from the undergrad. We got an, like a subsequent email with a poll for us asking, they listed out several options. They did like nothing, like cancel everything, a virtual ceremony, like what you mentioned, Kenyatta, with the iPads and whatnot. They said option three was to track what the undergrad campus does and to try to do a similar day. And then option four, which I actually voted for and I think has a lot of potential, is just postponing 2020 
uh, law school commencement until 2021 when they yeah. do theirs. Yeah. And I actually think that might be a nice, like a nice way to do it because you avoid the potential complications if there is a rebound in the fall. Yeah. And that still kind of prevents some people from having, you know, grandparents or cross country travel, or I guess, Jen, speaking to what you were having to decide of like, where should your parents stay and how should they travel in? It could be really complicated in the fall if we're not out of the woods. So I think that postponing things until next spring would be nice because both classes, class of 2020 and class of 2021 would have that shared experience, I guess, of going through this crisis and how much it kind of upended the entire experience of that year. Mm -hmm. And the school would be able to look at it as a much bigger event, signifying not only graduation, but resuming normal life and normal business as usual at the school and like officially coming out on the other end of it. So that's kind of where we're standing now. But to go back to your original question, Kenyatta, I I would be uh, very opposed to an online graduation. I feel like that just diminishes the magnitude of accomplishing, whether that's an undergraduate graduation or business school, law school, whatever. I think that doing something online is just rough. It's just so clearly a consolation prize that I just don't think it's worth it. And you're better off pursuing other options. Yeah, I agree with you. I would rather wait an entire year until spring to have a a legit graduation the whole weekend, you know, let the, let the seniors partake in like senior weekend kind of if they want, because you're friends with a lot of juniors and stuff. And also, you know, I, I know some of the first year MBA students, so that's something I'd, I'd probably be into at this point. Like as long I know I'm going to, you know, pass my classes and I'll get a diploma, you know, in May. So that's all that matters. And so I, I, I'll wait a year. I don't, I don't mind doing that. Definitely wouldn't want to do an online like simulation graduation. Marius, what, what did you vote for? You guys had a poll. I think the seniors had a poll uh, of what they wanted to do. Yeah, we did have a poll. So I was definitely more in favor of waiting it out and seeing to have a graduation basically in um, the fall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they didn't, I don't think they gave us an option of like maybe like waiting until next year. So like that also would have been something I would have definitely considered. And I think maybe they didn't give it to us just because of like how large usually like undergrad senior classes is like bring everyone back on campus and having their families as well too with the other class might be like, too much for us because we're yeah. such a large class. Yeah. So maybe that's why they didn't give that option to us because I definitely would have considered that as maybe the better option and the safest option just because like we don't know when such large like gatherings will be allowed again because mm-hmm. like they definitely want to do that gradually getting back to such large groups like colleges campuses so i was definitely want an in-person graduation just because like like everyone said like you know it's kind of like a celebration of your accomplishments like the final like milestone is actually like being like achieved and it's just like a big moment in like most people's lives i definitely want like my family to be there and like you know be there in person with all your friends and just like be able to like have those memories like basically forever was really important to me and kind of like what was keeping me through like senior years like okay like once I go to that graduation I know it'll be like all worth it you know like walking across that stage like receiving that diploma just because I feel like any undergrad or graduate school is like just so much work and like really putting in that time and effort you really wanted to like show in a meaningful way and like that was the big celebration of it so honestly I really was looking forward to a graduation and like I'm glad that we have like a postponement date for now and we'll see how it goes from the year yeah no that's that's a really good point i went last year i was actually on campus during the last graduation uh, the business school and so that really helped motivate me after finishing one year it's a two-year program so after finishing that one year then you see that graduation it really motivates you to to strive and believe in what you're doing and like okay that's gonna be me you know this time next year and so you've seen the whole regalia, the caps and gowns, um, the speeches, and you're like, oh, this is, this is awesome. And so, you know, it's really tough and not to get too deep into it, but like, you know, there's a lot of students who are first year college graduates, first year college attendees. And this is a major, major impact for, for them and their family and their family's history. And I'm also thinking about the other side of it, not just college, but like high school. There are kids who this could be it for them. They, they probably don't have college plans for one reason or another. And so, you know, I, I, I have a mentee. I'm part of like a volunteer high school mentorship program. And so we've been talking about like what, what's going to happen with their high school graduation, what's going to happen with their college acceptances. Colleges have been pushing back acceptance letters. Some have sent them business as usual. Some have sent them, you know, later in May or in June. And so this really affects, you know, people's long-term plans. But 
Uh, one question I really wanted to actually, this is like a segue into, Kevin, you, you talked about it too, it's like your ROI or a consolation prize about online graduations. But what about this summer or next fall? We don't know what colleges are gonna be like, if it's gonna be in-person, if it's gonna be online. I took some time and, and read a couple of articles about what they're experimenting with. I know, I'm not gonna name these schools out loud, but there are, there are some schools that, you know, they have summer classes. They're transitioning about 50% of their biggest or their most popular classes to an online format. And, you know, they, you can't blame them for this because this is just how it is with the health crisis. But off the top, you got students who are just like pissed now because they're not getting that same quality of education that you get in person. Right. Or people who are supposed to um, study abroad in the mm-hmm. summer, they're not able to do that. And so we're kind of like in a different subset in which, you know, we're going to be done with school, but are you going to grad school? Uh, I'm your not. Time? You're not. Okay. And Mario, were you going to go to grad school right after this? Uh, no, I was not. I was going just to work right after. Okay. So it's not directly affecting us, but it's definitely affecting our friends and like their plans and stuff. And so I know some first year business school students who are coming back and they're like, what's my internship situation going to be like? Uh, people who have like great jobs and great, strong Fortune 100 companies. And it's just wait and see. You know, yeah. whether you're working in consulting and you're usually supposed to be flying every every week and you're not doing that anymore. Uh, or if you're working, you know, at a top tier ad, ad agency, that's not really a strong industry at the time being. And so I don't know, what, what's, what's your guys' thoughts on what's going to transpire in the fall based on what, you, what you've heard? And obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm just trying to get the conversation going about how college is going to change in the short term or the long term. It's already expensive, mm-hmm. you know, what we paid for. But now you're paying that same amount of money for a lesser experience. Right. Um, not to backtrack on your questions, no, but ahead. when you were talking about graduation, I actually remembered I never actually went to high school graduation because uh, I got accepted to college and I had a transition program for first generation students yep. to complete. First generation college. First generation college, college students. Yep. Yeah. Right. It was to get us adjusted to college and in New York City, I understand like a lot of high schools in other states end in May, but in New York, you June. actually end in June. Yeah. And the time of my graduation actually collided with the start time of the program. So I didn't attend high school graduation. So to think about, oh, snap, like I'm not going to attend college graduation too. It was just like more salt on the wound, yeah. but now that we're talking about alternatives, I guess there's like light at the end of the tunnel. But as you were asking us, me and some people in my class were talking about how if fall classes do transition online, maybe some people would actually take time off and come back. Like a gap year? Gap year, or gap semester, gap whenever, semester. Yeah. whenever they resume back to real life classes because you're paying for the experience of living on campus, living with friends, but also you're paying for school activities like sports and clubs and yeah. everything else that comes with student life on campus. So if classes were to still be on pause and be online for the fall, maybe that's something people might consider. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think I, that's an interesting point, And I, I hadn't thought about that earlier of people using that time to explore, I guess, alternative things that they could be doing. Part of me, though, I'm unsure what to expect because transitioning to Zoom class has, and I'm sure you all have your own experiences, it hasn't been exactly smooth because, like you mentioned, we come to school prepared to study in a certain type of environment. And we under at this point in our careers, we know what to expect with class and how it works. And the professors are the same way. You know, they they have their lesson plans and the way that they teach a class and it's not all the time conducive to going online. And even individual learning styles are different and you might not be the type of person who is able to learn online. And even structurally, I'm not exactly sure what the undergrad or business school did, but law school mandated all classes as pass fail. So I think that that just kind of changes the calculus too as a student because not saying that grades are everything but that is very much the incentive that drives you to, you know, do all your homework and to listen attentively during class when you're sitting at home. There are all these distractions around you. So I think that the school really needs to think through if they're going to stay online. And I know that some schools are considering it. My brother works in like higher ed administration at a school in the Boston area. And they're, they've already started to float the idea of 
classes maybe remaining online or some uh, like offices at school being closed to start the year. I think that schools really need to be deliberate with the process that they pick and understand that there are a lot of consequences to an online model that affect more than just the day to day. Like, all right, everyone log into your Zoom account and sit through this lecture because as we know, people are affected differently by this. And not to mention there's, as we're kind of, I guess, reading in the news and figuring out now, there's there's even problems with Zoom as a platform. Insecurity, yeah. yeah. Right, so I think that it may definitely be worthwhile to consider remaining online depending on how things develop. But I think that schools really need to be deliberate with the contingency plans that they develop and understand that you can't be making decisions for the fall right now. I think that there's so much uncertainty that you need to make decisions in in stretches of like a few weeks at a time and not really be jumping to long-term solutions. Yeah, I mean, and it's really tough. You have to make contingencies. My mom's actually a dean at a, at a university in Texas. And so I can't even imagine the type of meetings that they're having. I've been doing a lot of readings and I've noticed that 50% or I read that 50% of the U.S. universities are running at a deficit already. Our school, you know, we have a multi-billion dollar endowment, which definitely helps cushion the blow. But the decisions that these schools are going to be making for the fall is going to impact enrollment. It's going to impact their finances of like what people are going to be paying. I don't have it itemized, but like the activity fees or like you right. know, extra fees that you like room and board or technology fees. Like um, all everything's on Zoom now. And so, and speaking of which, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but our school just paid for every student to have the paid Zoom membership. Really? Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure what was the reasoning behind it. I think it's like it's better security. Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask, but check your emails because, like, starting tomorrow, April 13th, we all have like professional Zoom memberships, which I don't know what the perks are. But hey, I'm glad that our school. I don't. That has to be expensive for them to do it for whatever 15,000 students. So you know they're making these changes as they go, which uh, I do appreciate. It's tough. I wouldn't really want to be someone going back to school next semester. <laughs> I'm glad to be entering the real world again. Mario, how are you doing out over there? It's been really, yeah, I was like interesting with like Zoom classes as well too, just because like, just like the nature of some of the classes I was in, it's just like, it was just such like, a, supposed to be like an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just really hard, I feel like to like engage a whole class. Like if it starts to get like in like a 30 plus sum with discussion through Zoom, it's just like, it becomes like a little bit less feasible. Just because like certain like reasons, like, you know, someone's like, you can may not be working like Wi-Fi connections and like just like so many other variables that come into it. And even like on like a socioeconomic level, like being at home, like you may not have a place always to be like by yourself and like just like concentrate on like work. It's just become like a real struggle for like some people that I know. So it's just like been interesting to see. And then definitely when thinking about how restarting the semester and fall will look, is if it's going to like online classes, I think there definitely has to be like a restructuring of tuition just because like you're being limited to so many resources that you would have on yeah. campus that are not easily transferable just through Zoom. So it's definitely a lot. Like the administration has a lot on their hands to figure out like this summer. And like, I know I wouldn't want to be in that position right now for sure, but it's just definitely been like a lot to think about. But I think like definitely like professors have been doing like the best that they can. Like I know the ones that I've had, they've been like super supportive and helpful and just like trying to make it easier on students like to have like avenues to reach out, like, you know, extended time and things along those lines, because you you really can't predict everything someone's going through. Like, you know, you could have a family member maybe affected by this. Hearing all of it is kind of like very traumatic, like day to day, just seeing like the death tolls and things along those lines. It's been kind of surreal, but like, it's definitely good to have like a good support system and like definitely being back home feels nice to your family, for sure. Have you guys felt like your level of motivation to get work done? Because I guess we're all seniors in our own right, second years, three L's, seniors. And so we had <laughs> senioritis, right? And yeah. me, I was not motivated. I was more inclined. I was like trying to find a job, which I did, thank, thank God. Uh, so um, now I have like a path after graduation. But before, when I was still interviewing, for me, it was like class comes second, interviews come first. Um, and networking. And so since you've moved back home, like how's your studies been? Yeah, it's weird. So as you finish law school, obviously you have to take the bar exam in the summer after law school. So 3L, I guess 
the joke usually becomes that it turns into three LOL and that nobody cares and that it's largely a stepping stone period until you begin studying for the bar exam and move on to the next step. So being in this position has just, I guess, amplified how much of a stepping stone period this actually is. Not to say that I, I don't like my classes and my professors and that I'm interested in the material, but I just know that at the end of the day, as long as I have the degree and whatnot, and I dot the I's and cross the T's and I'm done with school, like that's all that matters. And that nobody's going to be really scrutinizing what my pass in this class means, you know? So I would say that my motivation to be as diligent as I would have in past semesters is lower. And it's more that I'm just looking further ahead. But again, everything's filled with uncertainty because uh, as I kind of alluded to at the top, state bar associations have been canceling summer exams and postponing them to the fall or exploring other methods of admitting people to the bars in different states. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just a lot still to develop and we don't know how it'll go. But in this meantime, for the next foreseeable several months, it's just a period of waiting. And that that really does take a, a mental toll. So talk to me about, um, a, I'm no lawyer. Um, obviously need to pass the bar exam to practice law. Does that mean that students who are waiting to take the bar at a later time really can't work at these firms at their normal times? Like, Right. So it's complicated and it really depends on the state that you're in. Mm -hmm. And just to speak to some states, they have a certain certification where law students can essentially do a lot of the functions as an attorney. And the state bar associations can change the rules or create like a new certification, which is kind of what's been floating around. So one of the ideas that has been talked about in lieu of a traditional bar exam would be a certain type of certification where students would be licensed to practice, but on a temporary basis and then have to take another exam or no exam at all. And I think that that creates a lot of problems because if I were to be licensed for the next year and then have to take an exam next year, that would just be really hard because now for those who are employed, do you expect your employers to continue to pay you for not working while you take two months off to study for an exam? Yeah. Uh, I think it just creates a whole host of complications that oh, aren't usually right? anticipated. But theoretically, the bar exam normally is timed during the summer at the end of July. And most people with positions, I guess, working for agencies or with like a district attorney's office or with law firms, you'll start in the fall. There's usually like a, a progression and a, a nice, like organized way that things go about. So if the exams are moved to the fall, it does create a lot of problems for start dates. And this is kind of trickled down as well to the way that firms, uh, I can really only speak to firms generally because that's the universe that I'm in. But the way that law firms work is they'll bring on a summer class the year before you would start working there. So you can kind of get used to how the firm works and pick a practice area and people get to know you. They've now postponed. Some firms have done, they're now going to go online this summer. It's still a developing situation, what everyone's doing. But usually you'll interview during the summer for your position next summer, right? To then yeah. start the year after that. So yeah. it's like a two-year process almost. And so a first-year student who would be finishing their first year this spring would be interviewing in August for their job for next summer, right? But now the firms don't really know what to do because people won't have grades for this semester. So they're pushing the interview process from August to the next January. So I guess now all the timelines are getting messed up. So while people will still be able to work, I think we're about to see like a cascade of consequences of timing and things being pushed back. And there's really no playbook for this, I guess. So we're just going to have to see how that goes. And I'm sure this affects other industries in a very similar way. Yeah, I'm thinking about not just law school, I'm thinking about med school as well, PhD candidates, especially PhDs who are trying to go back into academia. I know one off the top of my head who was like a TA um, in one of my classes. Are universities even going to be hiring, <laughs> you know, for PhDs if they're going to be trying to slash budgets right now and during these times. So that's really insightful. I never even thought about like the domino effect of that. That's, that's pretty wild. And uh, oof, it's just, I'm sorry, I'm thinking like, as I go through, like what all the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns that we're dealing with and all these decisions that have been made that's affecting our lives as well. What's everyone's like, I guess, I think we talked about this before, like next steps after quote unquote graduation or after school ends. What are you guys going to try to do 
in the short term? Or what have your friends talked about too? So it's just been a lot of applying, you know, it's it's definitely a different process now with everything being virtual, but like, it's nothing that is unnew to me. There are a lot of stages, you know, in interview process that become virtual just because travel does get to be a little expensive. But basically, you know, keep applying, but you know, it's kind of like a shortened pool now for sure, because companies are reevaluating and, you know, like they have stricter payrolls now with everything going on. So it definitely creates a little bit of a scare and just like economically, like thinking about like how pushback could be like, I definitely don't want it to like continue for too long and get too worse and like increase the likelihood that it like maintains like a recession or anything along those lines. Cause like, that's definitely like a scary thing to think about. But we're in a recession now, right? It's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Like I, I definitely think there are some steps that could be taken like stimulus package wise that could like ease it. That'd be better. But yeah, I would definitely say it is like the start of one or like for the past couple of weeks now, it has been for sure. But just thinking about like the prolonged fix, if it like lasts into like the fall, how detrimental that could be is hard for sure. But it's definitely trying to keep like an open mind. Like I definitely don't want to like not be like too down about it, but like I definitely want to like, you know, just keep like exploring avenues and like reaching out to people and just like talking, getting advice from like certain mentors in life. And, you know, it's definitely not a predictable step, but it's definitely something like, I feel like I can definitely move forward through. And a lot of my friends, I think, have been having the same mindset. So actually, yeah. you allude to a, good, a point about like how to deal with it and about trying to keep a positive mindset, not get too down in the dumps, which is like a crazy, crazy obstacle right mm-hmm. now. With all the news, it's a lot of negative stuff and death tolls rising and whatnot. So, you know, to bring it all full circle as we start to you know wrap up this episode, I wanted to each give you all a chance and I'll finish up about what you've been doing this last month and continue to do to cope with it, to get through these days, whether it's like binge watching TV or, um, you know, taking up different habits or focusing on school. I myself, I'm happy that I still have schoolwork to do because it gets my mind off of it. But like what tips and tricks that you have that you've used or that your friends have told you or advice for our listeners about how to deal with this time now that we have away from campus away from our lecture halls, and now that we're home. Jen, you want to start? So I think what works for me is giving myself concrete things to do during my free time. I honestly see my days as like a blur, and Mm -hmm. it's pretty mixed in. Like I'm like, I have to think for a second, what day is it today? Just because if I don't have a call like for my class, then... It seems like everything else is just like up in the air. But I think for me, what works is putting in my calendar, oh, okay, I'm going to work out at 12 p.m. Or there's going to be an online Zumba class at 6. I'm going to do that. And then I work and plan my day around that. But other than that, I'm an extrovert. So it's been so hard not to hug people. It's been so hard not to just like show affection and to be around people as I'm watching people like play basketball outside at this moment. I'm wondering if like, because I want to play. I haven't dribbled the basketball in so long since the gym closed, but it's just a weird situation. You can't just go because, up and like pay, pick up basketball. Right. So I don't know. Can't do. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I don't know if they want me to be near them or if they even want me to touch their stuff, you know? But other than that, I've just been calling my friends a lot. Shout out to Mario. <laughs> and we've been talking for many hours and we've been talking about shows and sometimes we've been like watching and talking at the, the same party. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Kevin, how you been dealing at the parents' yeah. house? <laughs> right. I think it's much of the same as what Jen was saying, where you just need to establish some type of structure into your life. I mean, I'm I'm the type of person where if I'm not going to like get up and have something to do, then I can just spend the entire day just kind of lounging around yeah. on the internet, watching TV, playing PlayStation, doing whatever. So yeah, I think that it's been really important to establish some type of structure to your day. At least like if I have a Zoom call at 10 for class, I'll get up and I'll take a shower and I'll be on the call. So it still feels like kind of like a normal day. And then otherwise, it's just been important to stay connected to my friends through uh, Zoom calls. Again, whether it's with friends or family or whoever, I think it's important to make sure that you're reaching out and checking in on people and seeing how everyone in your life is coping with this time because like we've all mentioned, everyone's dealing with kind of a different situation and it's easy to get caught up in, I guess, the 
the day-to-day monotony of our, our quarantine life. But it's important to remember that this will end and there will be another side of it. And you just have to maintain the relationships in your life and not get too down about the circumstances. Wise words I like that. Appreciate that. I would say just like what I've been trying to do to keep busy is like, just try some new things. Like I know ever since I've been home, like, you know, I started like, you know, cooking a little bit because like, I've just been watching so much like YouTube and videos. I'm like, Hmm, maybe I can like just try something new. Sourdough bread. Sour- no, I did not make sourdough bread. Are you trying to do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I just saw someone post about that earlier today too, but yeah, I've been just like cooking a little bit. And like, I think it's also nice. Like a lot of people have just, just started like different, like day-to-day challenges you can do. Like, you know, like, like I've seen a lot of like 30 day challenges where, you know, like you start a song where like, that's about this. And the next day you find a song to listen to about this. And I think like stuff like that, that's just like cool to do, like pass the time. And like, since we have so much time now, it's good, definitely good to use to do something you like to do, you know, something that you can only do by yourself. Or, like you need a lot of like time to focus to do, honestly. It's, but like also like, it's not something you necessarily like have to do. Like you can you definitely just use this time to like rest a little bit and like relax yeah. because like, I know like, Definitely around this time of the school year, like when you're pushing up around finals times, it can definitely be a stressful period. So like maybe being home like helps that a little bit more. And like you have people who you're closer with, it's like go through with. So I definitely just like would offer your advice to be like, just like keep an open like conversation, you know, with like your family and obviously with your friends. I know plenty of people are doing, which has been helping a lot of people so much, but also just like keep check-ins on yourself as well too. Like it's definitely not an easy time to go through at all, but we're all getting through it and we all definitely have like a support group that I don't think would have been there like years before because of like social media and things along those lines that mm-hmm. can definitely be a good support net for all of us. Yeah, good point. I think if we were doing this, you know, 15 years ago, quarantining, it'd be a lot harder just because we didn't have social media, we didn't have smartphones or like every show on demand. I remember like last semester, I was telling myself like, all right, once I get some free time, I'll start watching all these shows that I mean to watch. And then boom, now I have so much free time for all the wrong reasons. And so I've been binging a lot. I actually started getting into The Office, which I just tried like 15 years ago. And now I'm like, oh, this is a good what? show. So, yeah, I know. I'm, a, I'm late on The Office party. So I've been you know, watching a lot of Netflix and Hulu. Um, been doing a lot of like video chats with my parents like especially in times like these you just want to see their face so you know we have like zoom calls every other day zoom happy hours with friends who are like in new york right now going through it and so again at my earlier point like the empathy is just huge you know just being there for people and i don't know just trying to get some type of normalization with, with communication also um some good advice that i found online is just not look at the news because mm-hmm. yeah this is going to be here for a while <laughs> and so it's not going to change. You're not going to go on the news next tomorrow and be like, hey, we got a vaccine, so we're good. You know, it's going to be a while. And you have to just realize that and understand that every time you go on the news, it's going to be some good news, like, you know, the cases are slowing, but there's also going to be bad news about, you know, someone else that died. And so you want to just give your mind a break, especially I don't read the news before I go to bed because I don't want to be stressed out. And I know I don't know about you guys, but everyone's, my sleep cycle is messed up. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm 11, yeah. 3 a.m., right? So that's just one advice I have. Just like, you know, take a break from the news. It's always going to be there. More Now more than ever, there's news everywhere. So it ain't going to, you're not going to miss out on anything. And also try to focus on things that made you happy before this. For me, it was like trying to learn a new language. Also playing a lot of video games, Call of Duty and Madden. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad to see that, you know, we have like the NBA 2K challenge going on with like actual sports stars. And so, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So silver lining is just that we're, we're in this area of technological advancements that we can have so much entertainment at our fingertips, which is great. But Kevin, to, to your point, you know, we will get through this. I want all of our listeners to, to realize that it's going to be tough. Every generation goes through something that's like monumental cataclysmic i an undergrad i graduated after the the 2008 recession much after after the 2008 recession but we're we were in the path of recovery and now i'm about to graduate into this recession so i had great years after that that first recession and you know some people graduated in the dot-com recession and after that 1987 recession and so it's going to be tight now take this time to focus on yourself focus on rest focus on your personal skills take up a class online there's a lot of free stuff 
uh, do some online workouts as well if you you're trying to stay fit learn to cook or cook better <laughs> try new recipes and you know we'll all come through this on the other side so i really want to thank you guys for jumping on on an easter sunday to share some personal experience of what you guys are going through i'm sure a lot of our listeners really do appreciate hearing from other people who have gone through it or and we continue to go through it again misery does love company and so you know thanks thanks again and i'd like to hear from our listeners down in the future you know what they're going through as well how it impacts them 